I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This way. Bye, guys. Good luck. Oh, my God. I've been using this wrong, too. You could die in one round. It's only 200 to hit, Joe. Don't worry. I'm hoping for narrative purposes this works. A- an insulting comment that I can't repeat to the audience here. Sleet stall. At that point, the ice slips on the green. <laughs> she also just hates birds. All right. Hello. Get back in there. <laughs> this is so useless. <laughs> I'm out of big. I'm going home. And not better friends. Phew. How does everyone feel? Oh, my God. I'm oh, feeling great. Happy. How are you feeling? Good. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Sad. More right? a little excited. <laughs> a little excited. I mean, there's a little bit of slapstick that, that takes a little bit of the edge off, but Kaolithic is big and mean and right there. Shame. This is season two, episode 58. Go big or go home. MVP this week is Sweet Marie, nominated by Lita Stray. Lita wrote, Sweet Marie has been on the front lines of loving and celebrating Dice Shame for as long as I've been on the server and has taken so many opportunities to reach out to other fans, myself included, and make them feel welcome, included, and important. She's awesome and absolutely deserves MVP, and I couldn't agree more. Congrats, Sweet Marie, your MVP this week. And shout out this week goes to Baby Marie. 
Harlan and I welcomed our little daughter into the world a few days ago and were beyond overjoyed. Join us as we celebrate the newest party member. Welcome to the world, Marie. All right, shall we do this? Yeah, let's do it. If you could be an expert at making practical things or beautiful things, which would you find more fulfilling? Beautiful. Beautiful. It's not a question about, you know, there's no scarcity. It's not one is better than the other. Just which would you personally find more fulfilling? Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. I'd be making stained glass windows. I'd be like throwing pottery. I'd be doing it all. Well, we could do everything beautiful or we still have to pick one discipline. I, I mean, the question is more about which which do you find fulfilling? But if the, as a good follow-up, is there a one you in particular you want to find? Oh, yeah, what's the thing? I always thought I would be good <laughs> at pottery hmm. like you, you know that the the we but to me the kind just of because you've seen ghosts so buy-in is a lot i've only seen it once i liked it <laughs> but <laughs> come on no, to me. I, because because pottery is kind of it's chill it's, it's patient, i uh, you know i think like, yeah i think like, that like i i would love to be able to make beautiful things and i feel like the thing that if i could just like pick a skill and just be able to do it like right now mm-hmm. like really well i think I would love to be able to do stained glass. That's yeah, super cool. That right? would be cool. My grandfather had did stained glass and stuff. Like in our in our house oh, growing wow. up, there was a whole stained glass window with like a D for Diabald in it that that he'd made for one of the things that was like What's when it, my Diabald? parents left, they stole that window <laughs> and I've got it somewhere in the house just in a box because I don't know what to do with a stained glass window in a house I don't own. But that's cool. My mom does stained glass, so that's how Wait, I your mom cool. Diabald. <gasps> oh my god. Oh, Rough. Long lost. There can um, be only one. Oh, oh no. Um, I made stained glass cookies once. <laughs> Those are very similar. Interesting. <laughs> I think I would find it more fulfilling to be able to make a practical things. And like my my go-to is like carpentry would be really cool to be able to like make a good shelf even if it's not like the most ornate practical one or make a good table or make a like I think like carpentry would be the practical skill I'd like to be really good at. Mm. I I was leaning that way, but I was then I realized I don't have that many friends that would be want like practical furniture and I'm too lazy to start a shop. So I just have all this practical furniture everywhere versus if I was beautiful that I could just have all this beautiful. <laughs> I was thinking like long term. I was like, yeah. what am I going to do with a thousand tables? You can make the window frame for <laughs> the stained glass see, like, windows. Team, teamwork, oh. right? Yes. Yeah. And a shelf and a, for a yeah. yeah. shelf for my pot. <laughs> I was trying to really dig down into the meat of the question and figure out for me what would be the truest answer and I would like to say that I would make something that would be practical because I like thinking that about myself Mm -hmm. but then I tried to come up with a scenario where I could put that to the test for myself to find out which I was actually more satisfied Mm. about and my mind landed on building a PC. So when I was putting all the components together inside of the machine and, you know, sorting through what kind of pieces I would need and where to get them from and organizing it all and being practical about it, like actually making the the computer work, mm-hmm. that was very cool. But I found it so much more satisfying to do a great job of cable management Mm. within Mm. that task, which has nothing to do with the utility of the machine. It's entirely just about what is making my brain go tick. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I think for that reason, I would prefer or I would find it more satisfying to make 
something that is aesthetically pleasing. I wonder how many IT guys are screaming at us like, good cable management is functional. (laughs) 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 It has to do with all the heat sinks. How dare you say... (laughs) Just just for the argument's sake here, I I think probably aesthetics. No, very smart. Mine, I thought, actually would be more on the make beautiful side. But when I really start to think about it, you know, the most satisfaction I get is from building and doing practical things like and i you know what carpentry would be one of them but i think it's like it involves a whole genre of things and i'm gonna put that genre under the heading quote-unquote life hacks but they're not really (laughs) the life hacks but more like the little things that you do like i wanted a way to keep my shed door open so I built mm-hmm. like, you know, I had like this little latch system, but little things, you know, like around the house, making things just a little bit more practical. You're a practical, no nonsense boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Well, life is full of beauty and practical. You need a good pra- balance to make a party work, think, right? And that's yeah. why. <gasps> that's why. That's why you have two casters who are both. So you got three noodle arms and what? <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Are you saying that Dorn and I aren't the pretty beautiful ones? <laughs> I'd say we are. You are. And then you got, and oh, for sure. And then you're absolutely the people we'd put first in front of other people. Wait, what? I'm beautiful. Murray and Jack have the hair though. Yeah, yeah. We're, I'm that's pretty. true. Quaffed well it's in everywhere. The- <laughs> they hold them. With, they keep all the conditioner in their packs. Dorn is far more. Stop holding it. <laughs> Dorn is like beard oil. He doesn't use yeah. it. He drank it one time. But <laughs> he, has, he does have it. Yeah, it's called blood. <laughs> Every Christmas birthday for the last 20 years, yeah. somebody's given him 17 bottles of beard oil. <laughs> Smell like citrus. <laughs> I still prefer the brain matter. They don't taste animals. very good, but I don't understand it. I guess it's supposed to make my beard lush. I keep putting it on toast. I keep drinking it. Beard oil salad. And away he goes. All right. Well, shall we get to it then? Let's do it. Yeah, let's All do right. it. Let's do it. Woo. <laughs> I'm glad that was recorded. (laughs) (laughs) Mari and Jack, you stand at the foot of Kaolithica, the stone giant Thane, regal in her temple, and focused on one thing only, defending this holy place from you, small folk, intruders, creatures whose life flame must be extinguished. You see it in her face, looming far above you in the darkness, a self-assured fury as she hefts her great club, ready to destroy you. Jack, it's still your turn. What do you want to do? This way, I say, and move north away from Kaolithica, trying to get a little bit of distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh my god. Jack starts to move north away from Kaolithica and uses his mind to try and pull Mari with him, moving her you know, a step in this direction. Nice. Cool. If, you don't, if you don't fight me, you can move five more feet towards me. I'm not going to. I won't. Yeah. No. Get the, get the hell out of there. Me. <laughs> How dare you? Jack's oh, so pulling me again. Do I just go with you? Yeah, just go, no, just come five feet towards me. If you want. If you want. You don't have to. No, no <laughs> if pressure. you feel like it. All right, cool. Mari, it's your turn. Already having been like completely sort of stunned staring down this giant and then a second giant and just having Jack take her hand. In that moment, she can like feel that magic through there and it's Aww. it's weird it's different it's like well it's different it's a magic she doesn't understand but it's kind of like hearing a language where you understand the cadence but you don't know the words and then there's a huge explosion and suddenly she's staring down a bigger scarier older weirder giant mm-hmm. and all she can do is 
look at this towering woman and cast Moonbeam, trying to pull in any sort of pieces of light from the sky outside into a shimmering tower that comes down onto K-Lithica. K-Lithica. And you definitely are aiming to roast Screven, right? (laughs) Well, this doesn't, it doesn't, we did this before. It doesn't do damage on this turn. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if Screven... Kaolithic is also huge. There's plenty of room for a moonbeam and a screven in those spaces. But Mari has a grudge. <laughs> she also just hates birds. I'm also not worried about screven dying. Red just, like, while we're sitting at dinner, he'll summon screven and shoot him, and then summon him again. <laughs> That's terrible. Mari hates Target it. Target practice. Screven <laughs> loves it. Screven's like, Wee! He's like so excited to be a target because he's spiritual. He just disappears, comes back. Marvelous. She uh, sort of backs off a bit alongside Jack just because. Because mm-hmm. they like Jack. Jack's safe. Yeah, Jack, Jack, just going to go follow Jack. Cool, cool, cool. Hi, Jack. How's it going? Uh, it, it, it troubled. Yeah, I don't, I don't appreciate any of this. Top of the round. Red. Red handed Robin clutches the eyes rune around his neck and casts Sleet Storm. Oh my god. <laughs> Sleet Storm. I hate that dumb spell. Ah, but he's not casting it anywhere we want to be or plan to be. He is going to cast it over the bridge and encompassing the two stone giants at the far side of it. And the reason for this is multifold. One, is Red explaining this in character? Uh, yes. He yes. like pauses and he looks at the camera. There's many reasons I'm doing this. No, but I'll say it out of character. Uh, I'm still convinced that they can't go through ground that isn't stone. And this covers the ground with slick ice. So my hope is that stops that stupid fucking stone giant from slipping through the ground and just coming right back up here. Secondly, it fills it with freezing rain and sleet fall to the point where they can't see. Now, I think they also have blind something where they can kind of sense where we're walking, but I feel like this would fuck with that because you got pouring ice crystals all around you. How are you going to be able to decipher what what's kind of beyond that and around? So difficult terrain suddenly appears around both of these things. And when they start their turns there, they both need to do a deck saving throw or fall prone. You lose your hunter's mark. Yeah, 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 I do. I, I think it's worth it because I can recast. I still have spell slots to recast hunter's mark. Cool. But I feel like this would be more beneficial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think she's running out of here. I agree. The second thing I want to push is they're very close to the edge. So if they fall and they slip and <laughs> and that grease is covered in ice, we got greasy ice. Icy baby. grease is a, I is think, a real treat. I think that the the ice covered the grease. If the <laughs> if know. the ice is covering the know. stone, I don't know. the yeah. ice but is they definitely are, covering the grease. If they're heavy enough to crack it, then the grease comes up through it, and then you have greasy. <laughs> At that ice. point, the ice slips on disgusting. the grease. Regardless, yes. I feel really good about this use. Uh, and red casts it as the whole. Area just gets wet and whipped and wild in this misty, cracking thunder within, uh, and all these ice crystals begin to fill. I'm making area. a list of all the magic items I need to take away from you. Guys after this <laughs> but see, the fact that you're so upset tells all of us one key thing: that this was a great move. <laughs> Because you're like, damn it. Objectively. Excellent. Because I just thought about it. (laughs) I was like, maybe I should just cast that. Perfect. So Red casts that, and then he runs back to his original position along the wall, and he starts to climb quietly. Cool. He'll kind of do what Doran did and stay about 20 foot down. 
And then Screven, if the thing's not gonna attack, will just attack again. Yeah, I mean, she used her action to summon that golem, so. Uh, and that's going to be a 18 to hit. Nicely done. Screven will just scree, take out the thing's eyes. Eight damage. Cool. And then Screven will fly by and get a little bit of distance. The the argument of leave Screven there to eat a hit still stands. Problem is, it doesn't seem like the thing is taking the hit, right? Not yet. I mean, I'll do it if, if it will. Well, sure. And I'll keep Screven there annoying the hell out of this person to try to take the hit. I definitely agree. Yeah. But on her turn, isn't the Moonbeam's going to kick in? That's why That's I was right. moving it. But Well, Screven's not in Moonbeam. Like, Screven should be, can't be in the same square as the Thane anyways. Unless, I guess, five feet above? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if yeah, I she's... keep Screven there... I, are you going to hit her with Moonbeam, Joe, or is that? Can we say that she's at? Oh no, that's fine. I think that's just okay. mispositioning the Moonbeam. Exactly. I just well, you mentioned Screven dying, so I, oh, I figured if she's just going to blow up, I'd move. Similarly her, to the Ring of Spell storing, I don't think unless your Druid was out for blood that Mari would actually be. And Screven continues to annoy the Thane, but makes sure to stay away from Moonbeam, which will be cast any moment. Yeah, I mean, Doran, what do you do next? Doran pops up. After climbing the wall. Hello. Standing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> knock, knock. Hello. <laughs> I like that. Use your voice for that one. Um, <laughs> Torrent sounded weird in that. In that Some people sound. can't tell Hello? you guys part anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Water poured all over your face. Um, for some reason, he's dripping wet. Yeah. Doran's, <laughs> Why? Doran's got to set this off on the right foot. So I'm going to use my inspiration. Nice. Okay. Good call. Okay. And he's going to attack. You got this, Doran. The giant in front of him. Oh, very good use mm-hmm. of it. Although it might have landed on another one. Tactical. So that's going to be like a 200. 25 to hit. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you say 200? I did, yeah. <laughs> That'll be 200 points of damage. <laughs> oh, just to hit. It's only 200 to hit, Joe. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's 15 points of damage. Is actually 201. <laughs> Doing nine points of damage. Okay. I don't, I don't do a lot of damage with this axe. Eh? But when you hit her three times with it, it adds up. Yeah, you yeah, do. You should. I'm going to attack again. That's true, too. That's a 29 to hit. <laughs> and another eight points of damage. So Doran stands and... Rawr! He like attacks the, the legs of the thane, and he's you know grumbling swear words under his breath as he's doing it. Friggle, friggle, um, friggle. <laughs> now I want to use a bonus action on my turn, which is the fainting maneuver. So I expend one superiority die. He just passes okay. out. He's like, do that. oh no. <laughs> it's been a long day. Don't hurt me. <laughs> Time to use my secret move. And <laughs> <laughs> like one of those goats. And then, so by doing so, you have advantage on your next attack roll against the creature. On this turn, you should have done it before you attacked or save it to do next time before you attack. Okay, I'll hold off. Remind me to do that next turn. Doran stands there and... Looks menacing. Cool. <laughs> All right, it's the Thane's turn. So beginning of her turn, let's do some upkeep on Moonbeam. Moonbeams. She's got to have to make a constitution saving throw. Is that right? Make whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. Going to hit her a little extra with that whoa because I want yes. to start causing some yeah. damage. Okay, you're going to have to do a really good job. That's a 
27. 27? Mm-hmm. I mean, no matter what I roll, it's going to not work. Yeah, shit. Oh, well. But you know what? You still have two woes left. Mm-hmm. And these yeah. are, this is the person to be spending them on. So how much damage does she take? She takes 15 damage. Hey, pretty good. Cool, cool. Uh-huh. Go big or go home. So Wee-you. I dig it. So. You wee. Go big or go stone. Mari, yes. come back here. Why are you going home? Oh, no. <laughs> Bye, guys. Good luck. I'm out of big. I'm going home. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And boy, is she out of big. Um, <laughs> please, right. please, guys. Yeah. Um, um, she's going to try to pick you up, Doran. All nice. right. Uh, make a dexterity saving throw, please. Use your advantage. I already did. You got lucky, actually. Sorry, never mind. How many lucky do I have left? If you don't, I'll, I will give you mine. Yeah, I could, I could let. No, I'll let you in inspiration. I roll less attack rolls than red. Okay, we'll see if he has lucky either way. Well, no, hang on. Hang on to it. I got a, two luckies left here. Oh, you're indomitable, too, though, I guess. I've used my. He used indomitable and he used a lucky, but yeah. he's got two luckies left. Yeah, I'm going to use that lucky. What'd you get? First, I rolled a three. Then I rolled a four. No. 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 You have to use that result too, right? Oh, you can also spend one luck point when attack roll is made against you. That's so important. Oh, my God. I've been using this wrong too. Because I've definitely (laughs) rolled better the first time and then used the worst roll. And it says I can choose. You know what I said last time about us always learning new things? Yeah. (laughs) That's what but that's is. like if it's she that's so that would have been so clutch the fucking giant could have been like oh that's a natural 20 and you could have been like actually I'm gonna use my lucky and roll and you would fucking cancel on that 20 that's huge it's oh true. god I'm so <laughs> glad I read it <laughs> but things being what they are now yeah you got so do you succeed or do you want to spend your last luck uh i probably should i agree she throws me into the mud i'm screwed you could die in one round it's a hundred feet up but you still have water walk on but it's still it's a hundred feet to the ground that's a good point okay i'm using my last lucky here okay because all right all right that's gonna be a 17 hey that's pretty good (laughs) doran nice you save exactly. Oh, <laughs> you lucky little dwarf. Oh. You are a lucky little dwarf. Just purely luck. Just for context, she picked you up and tossed you over the edge. That's 10 D6. Plus the amount of distance that she's throwing. That's you what I mean. So you would have been killed. Mm. So good use of lucky. <laughs> Doran ducks as uh, the stone thing swipes at him. Yeah, wow. Well done. Doran. This is giving me like heart palpitations. <laughs> Does that count do as do? a... How do you do this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, fucking well done. That That's tide turning stuff right there. Good job. Thanks. I know it was using up a lot of lucky. I think you used bo- uh, two, two of, of my... Order. Yeah, I, I had already used one and so that was the last two. That's when you gotta use it, man. And now we know a little bit more about how the luck trick works. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to start using it against attack rolls against me. That's right. Just in general. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah. I've been using it for my own rerolls, but I forgot the whole um, thing that you could choose which roll to use. So she maneuvers herself out of the range of this moonbeam. Can Screven get an attack of opportunity? Is Screven May, yes. <laughs> yes. Go, Screven. Go, Screven. Go. You're the go. only one landing hits. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. For real. <laughs> Screaming versus Kaelithica. 18 to hit. No yeah, shit. 18 hits. Are you guys heroes? No, the bird is. <laughs> yeah. Don't call it a blood hawk for nothing. 
Nine damage. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we've got a new uh, name for the four of us. Screven's yeah. Heroes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Screven's Heroes is funny. Like Hogan's yeah. Heroes? Hogan's Heroes, Screven's Heroes. Um, yeah, she just maneuvers her way out of this searing pain of the moonbeam while still remaining within reaching distance of our fighter. Next, our sleet-stormed uh, companions down on, on ground Loses. here. Dexterity saving throw for both of them. Gonna deal with the statue first. <laughs> I want this big dumb statue to just fall. <laughs> yeah, that's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> we just hear this earth shattering. <laughs> this fucking dummy falls. You don't see it, but you hear it. <laughs> the golem falls. That's half of its movement to stand up. It's not a fast golem. Well, now it's also uh, on difficult terrain, so walking is double moving. Sheesh. Yeah. Rude. No, not sheesh. Sleet. (laughs) Slush. Sleet. Sheesh. Sheesh is just the sleet storm and the grease mixing together in that one part. It gets really gross over there. (laughs) Stay out of the the sleesh. It gets to move 20 feet. Yeah, but it doesn't know where. It's heavily obscured. Walk off the cliff. Walk off the cliff. Yeah, it could walk off the cliff. When it enters the grease, it also has to make a dexterity saving throw or fall prone. Yeah, but the grease is covered in so much. But it's still heavily obscured. Mm-hmm. It Definitely. blocks vision entirely. I yeah. mean, it suffers the blinded condition. So both those giants are blinded. I think it's funnier if it just falls over again. <laughs> it's definitely funnier, but it wouldn't move that far yet. I definitely think it's totally fair that you should have to kind of roll for chance whether you miss the bridge or not. The sleet storm is doing its job by knocking them down, by eating up their movement. This guy's done nothing but fall down, stand up, and move forward his whole turn because of the sleet storm. In effect, he's moved 20 feet forward as opposed to 60 feet forward because of all the movement issues. Yeah. So the huge stone golem falls down heavily in this terrible sleet storm, barely manages to get to its feet starts to walk through the pouring ice and makes it halfway across the bridge. However, (laughs) magical grease um, supersedes sleet, I think. It, It rises to the top like... Like cream on milk. Well, it's gross. Yeah, like oil on water. Hey! <laughs> what do you know? That's right. I'm glad we don't um, have to see it because of the sleet storm, because it doesn't sound pretty. That's the creature's going to end its turn there, the so it's going to make another dexterity saving throw. Yeah, when it... Not this creature's strong suit. Yeah, when it enters the area, a dex save DC 17, please. Um, Three to save against the grease. On your ass against uh, <laughs> Oh, stupid. You're going to get a big grease stain, too. (laughs) Statue falls down. And it's really sad about it. Uh, The next creature's turn is... How big are these things? I mean, they should be taking some damage when they fall. No, they definitely don't, but they're very big. 1d6? (laughs) Yeah, but that's like 10 feet right there. It's huge. So, again, it's about as... It's actually taller than a stone giant. Perfect. 25 feet tall. Doran wow. like looks through the legs of the stone thing at Rob and he gives a thumbs up. He says, at who? Uh, sorry. At Rob? Oh, there. Doran looks through the stone thing's <laughs> legs at, at Jack and he gives a thumbs up and he says, grease is the word. <laughs> <laughs> I was in that play when I was young. No, because we don't know. So Red's just like, I did it, guys. My spell helped. Grease yeah. didn't help at all. You- Sleet Storm was the one. <laughs> 
you just hear a bunch of things falling down. Um, it's the stone giant's turn next, so let's contend with the sleet storm again. God, you guys suck. Dexterity saving throw. That's eleven. Fail. <laughs> Fall stupidly. Joe, don't make me start casting bugs again. This is like the bad guys in uh, Home Alone. I hate right? this dumb game. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's fucking battlefield control right there. That's what I did. Um, the stone giant falls down like a loser. <laughs> uh, then he uses half of his movement to stand up. He's gonna move forward, uh, but unfortunately, the stone golem is blocking his way, and he can't end his turn in the same area as a friendly. Um, so he's just going to blindly try to throw a boulder at somebody. I just like the idea, of, again, of him just standing there, like, tapping his foot. <laughs> Looking like, disappointed. Get up, Brian. Or Ryan. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Stone Giants' whole things are throwing rocks. It's what they're known for. That makes sense. But he's blinded. Mm-hmm. I'm The only way I can think of doing this somewhat fairly is that he kind of remembers where red was uh so i'm gonna roll to see if he's able to pick out your appropriate square i'm gonna call it a one in six chance especially because he's moved since then yeah so i think if i roll an, a six on this d6 he's gonna peg you red otherwise he's gonna try oh well yeah he's gonna be able to be target the right advantage right? exactly yeah here we go that's a three Loser! Um, Red, you see this giant boulder come hurtling out of the sleet storm towards you, and you're able to... I do what he did in Lord of the Rings and just, like, step to the side. That's exactly (laughs) what I was going to say. You see it coming. How does everyone feel? Oh, my God. I'm feeling great. How are you feeling? Good. Sad. Sad. More right? a little excited. <laughs> a little excited. I mean, there's a little bit of slapstick that, that takes a little bit of the edge off, but Kaolithic is big and mean and right there. She's very big and very mean. Yeah. Luckily, it's your turn, Jack Page. What do you do? After stepping out of the explosion and, and orienting himself on, on top of this pillar, Jack's still trying to wait for the like feeling in his skin to come back because he was just like instants before turned to stone. And there's that fear of like being stuck there forever and never knowing it until he's just the small thing inside a shell of granite. But he stares down Kaolithica and takes just one step forward and pulls all of the, the magical energy he can into him. And he starts thinking about time and how water gets into rocks and freezes and cracks them and how glaciers wear down mountains. And he pours all of that into these bolts of force trying to get into the crags of her body and expand and break her down like a glacier would. And I'm going to cast the fuck out of a magic missile and send it her way. All right. Love it. I love that you kind of pictured the water inside the rock. Expanding. And as those little imaginary pieces of water start to grow and expand all across her, 76 points of force damage as bits of her start getting ejected oh, one way or the Man. Damn. Excellent. He's been he's been hanging around Mari too much. He's now got water on the brain. Well, I, I mean, I, I did just have Operation. water save me from rocks, so I. It's true. But that's true. That takes up a fourth level and a so I'm out of one fourth level and I'm out of first level slots. So I'm getting down to the short strokes. Here. Yes. Water on yep. the brain. We're in the nitty gritty. Operation. Jack, the as this Operation. magic missile 
sluices through her. You see, again, her skin absorbing all of this energy. And then behind you, one of the stone statues just cracks and crumbles to dust and water pours out and down into the mud carrying with it big chunks of this statue oh not finished yet feeling that fear and rage boil out of him he pushes against kaolithica with all his might trying to shove her back into that moonbeam thank you jack yeah <laughs> uh, she make me a strength saving throw her 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 worst save i'm sure oh, yeah she's terrible it's she's not strong at all do you want a woe on this do you want me to or do you want me to save? Well, do you have for... to do you have to wait till we hear it or do you have to do it first she has to do it first I do it first i would say no because it's strength except it's 4d10 but you'll still move yeah but she it. gets a second save too yeah yeah you exactly. still get to the move. other thing is that if she gets into that moonbeam, that means that my next action doesn't have to be shifting the moonbeam. that's true too move it yeah, I think there's there's it's so, a risk if you got two of them, it's a risk worth taking. What, what are the two. odds? You know what? I'm with. I say I say take it. I love the idea of standing next to Mari, pouring this power out, and like she steps up, and finally our magic sonic go in sync for just a moment. Yes, mm. I'm I'm hoping for narrative. Or purposes. it doesn't. If Maybe this fails. I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping for narrative purposes. This works. Hey, Thane, you know pages are made from paper and. Paper beats rock. <laughs> I, I rolled a good. five. Hey, oh, oh, my total was 22. So that puts us to 17. 17. Which is the DC. Get back in there. No, so I saved. She, no, saved. she saved. Oh, she saved. Sorry, you're right. Rolls I, was th- I was backwards because we were taking numbers away. I was like, we got to the target. That's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. I was, oh, I was really no. Because it would have been such a lovely moment. Uh, not quite in sync enough. No, wait. Oh, 22. It's, it was six. I forgot to add the one. Because oh, <laughs> Carry the one. <laughs> oh, They're damn. not better friends. Phew. Okay. They yeah. didn't grow. They Then they turn angry at each other, Mari and Jack, and walk away from each other. And it's like, yes, I'm still both their best friends. Yes. Oh. I like to imagine that she's trying really hard. Like, she's got, like, her hand on his back. But it's like, this thing is so strong. Mm-hmm. And it just keeps... It's like, it's straining bite. Oil and water, guys. When will you ever learn? We'll get there. Is it Jack's hair oil? Is that the problem? Too much product. <laughs> Mari, it's your turn. I mean, I'm going to move that moonbeam back onto Kayla's. Great. Okay. To use an action to move that beam. I think other than just running away. <laughs> Bye, Jack. <laughs> uh-huh. Thanks for the backup while you were here anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was good. We tried and we failed. And the important back thing is, is never we'll, try. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you give me like a fingernail, then if you die, I can bring you back. You know, um, maybe a good insurance policy. To- cool. <laughs> it's actually how we found that sack of like parts under a tree out there. It was just somebody's cache of oh, people to... <laughs> I gotta bring them all back. Red, your turn. Red continues his climb up to the top and he sees the Thane and Doran standing at her feet. He walks to the edge on the opposite side of her and says, Hey, Thaney, I've got a gift for you. In giant. Nice. And it's not flowers. No. Yeah. Sorry. Sure. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, I was thinking of using my inspiration, but I thought no. Mm. You guys could have avoided this whole fight if you just brought her flower. Ah, damn. I have that dagger. 23. 23 hits. Sweet. Noise. Beautiful. <laughs> 29 damage. Excellent. Nice. And I'm going to fire again. Another one of these statues in the room crumbles and falls red. Beautiful. 
Red just turns and fires the statue. That's last golems. I mean, I guess we wouldn't see it, though. It's bathed in darkness, right? So we just hear crumbling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, red attacks again. Oh, 19 hit. Absolutely. Nice. You're doing a great job, red. 25 damage. Thanks, buddy. Well done. Uh, okay. And then Red hops over the side and slides down out of sight. And then Screaven comes in, screaming! <laughs> 15 hit. No, 15 misses. Damn, Screaven stays there, though, abusing the Thane's bald head. And that's my turn. Doran, the Thane stands above you. She looks harried by opponents from all sides what do you do doran makes some insulting comment about um that an insulting comment that i can't repeat to the audience here um you know it's like it's it's a really so many slurs really, doran. really means it cutting slur it's like that wow. it's like that no. part in that in that kid's christmas movie um but what he's like Talking about Christmas, Christmas story, story. When he swears. Yeah. And like, the Muppets, sure. You know uh, about about the attacks in the land and whatnot. And then he's gonna he's gonna perform <laughs> a fainting maneuver as a bonus action. Nice. Excellent. Okay, yeah, I don't have to roll. It just is what it is. So I faint, and then I attack with the. Uh, I've just rolled. Can I do anything to this roll? No, I can't. <laughs> Uh, you have advantage on your next attack roll. Duh. Yeah. Okay. So that's going to be now a yes. 28 to hit. Yay! <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Why is this? Uh, <laughs> why is this so useless? Not connecting here? Oh, and then I'm ro- I'm adding a D8 to your it. Your D8 yeah. for your superiority dice? That's a hard word to say fast. So that's going to be... D8 to your superiority dice? Um, Wasn't a very good hit, but that's still... Nine points of damage. Nice. Hey. And I'm going to strike off one of my combat superiorities. Doran, it looks like this could be it here. (gasps) Come on, baby. With a 26 to hit. Yes. Doing... And? Ten more points of damage. Doran, you take the Thane to her knees, but she's not done yet yeah but she's got a moonbeam on her like a tree trunks in front of me i hack at this stone thane's legs exposing the flesh beneath the stony skin and it just flakes away as i expose Mm -hmm. this giant's bony legs in front of me it falls in front of me shouldn't have taken your thane ship for granite as she lies there in a pool of moonlight, Doran, her flesh almost seems to desiccate like it's mud in a hot sun and pieces of her just start to float away. A look of hatred crosses her face. And she says, how little you know. Did we get her? Red pops up from behind cover. Yeah. She's down. <laughs> she dead? Doran's like, continues hacking at her for a few more minutes, you know, like. <laughs> Red like casually walks over. Mutilate the body. Alex hasn't put the, the, the same gruesomeness into this as Doran might actually be feeling. And he kind of hacks a few more times until realizing that actually she's not breathing. And, and that's when he turns to Red and he says, Shh, yeah, she's, she's dead. 
Yeah, Red's like walked over while you're doing that. He's just eating peanuts. He's like, oh, you're just like hacking away. He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, she's she's dead. Come here, everyone. Don't touch the light. We've done it. What about those greasy boys down on the bridge? I mean, we killed the queen or whatever. I'm Thing. sure they're going to throw down their arms soon enough. We've done it. Hey, Screven, go, uh, go outside and get those two that were waiting. Peck them a little bit and let them know that uh, the job's done. Screven takes off. Sure. Screven. Jack, Marsh, she's... She's down. Let's see if she's got this thing. And uh, I walk over to her body and I, I look for the conch. Okay. Really Climb into her pocket. Yeah. So she has three pouches tied to a mithril belt that's around her waist. Whoa. We take that mithril ah, belt. Ah, mithril. The mithril belt is worth 750 gold. It's huge. You could easily wrap it around... Your whole torso seven times. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. Um, she also has been wielding an adamantine great club. I don't know if anyone's interested in that, but I mean, I mean we'll it's definitely a great take club. It. You yeah. guys aren't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're Doran's the only one who who could possibly do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe not these characters, but when Jack dies, it could be a perfect weapon for his. <laughs> Any moment now. It's just it's, assumed. It's, one of the pouches contains 500 platinum pieces. Oh, I can finally get that ring I always wanted. Another contains a conch of teleportation. Uh-huh. Red holds up the conch and says, Maori, this is what we've been looking for. The second conch. You should say it to all of us. Well, well you, you guys already know. We know what it is. You've all seen it. Well, no, I <laughs> know. Like, might you, not. But, but, but you found remember it. Remember, Dorian? I, I'm, I'm kind of picturing like you pulling it out and going, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, I uh-huh. hold up the cons for everybody to see. <laughs> Look, we've got another conch. Ah. We only need, and Red tries to count. One, two, three, two, three, just sit, carry the one, two, two more. And he puts it away into the back folding next Can to I just make one. a suggestion? I That was fine, but it would be like more of a show if you're like, the conch. Or the, the conch, it's here. You know, it's on her. It's in her pocket. I've got it. You know, like, aha. I feel like I said aha. And then I held up the conch. And be like, aha, the conch. Was it not ready enough? Sure. Aha. Ah. We found it. Red holds up the conch. Look, the second conch is here and Doran is happy. Yes, All right. <laughs> I am. All right. Oh. Rattling around in that same pouch, there are seven gemstones that are each worth 500 gold. Ah, oh, there's only six gemstones in here. <laughs> Slight a hand check. <laughs> and the third pouch is moving. Oh, uh, and Red walks over tentatively and like unbuckles it. And he's like, right, guys, get ready. Doran, get that axe ready. There might be something else. And Red throws open the pouch. A goblin? With a twitch and a lurch, something tumbles out in a flash of gray, leathery skin, a rock gnome. And he says, boy, am I glad to see you. Huh? Huh? You were in there the entire time? Thank you once again to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Adam Fry, Amanda Kitchener, Amy Garza, Anne, Atholagoth, Cecil Lee Wilson, Jerry Rose Anderson, Christopher, Colin Burkhart, Crow, Casey, DS, Dippity, Elizabeth H, Flynn, Gareth Bradshaw, Haley, Haley again, Harper the Marks, Indrid Hartley, Jekyll, 
JD, Joy Robinson, Jory, KR, KM, Cade, Lasagna, Last Ruth on the left, Leader J, Lizzie Demon, Lorelai Feldman, Matilda Rushing, Melinda Curley, Moon, Melissa, Merlin, Sam C, Regan, Ren, Ruth Ann Reed, Scotty, S Ray 96, Tony Pepperoni, Xander Morning Dove, Zephyrus, and Zach House. Woo! And she says, I hate you. <laughs> it's a hard rock life. <laughs> May the quartz be with you. Fuck off. <laughs> Sorry. I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> Sorry. Ow. <laughs> Owie. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.